0: Fright Rags horror apparel and accessories (laughs) If you're a horror fan then Fright Rags is the place for you Fright Rags has been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003 Officially licensed collections including fan favorites such as Halloween The Evil Dead Creepshow and tons more No matter what type of horror you are into, Fright Rags has you covered head to toe. Offering a wide range of exclusive products from your favorite creature features, slasher flicks, and cult classics. Metal Hand of God listeners get 10% off when they use the code M-H-O-G-10 at the checkout. So don't miss out on your favorite horror apparel and accessories you can only get from Fright Rags. That's fright-rags.com. And remember, use M-H-O-G-10 at the checkout for 10% off your purchase at FrightRags.com. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Metal and the God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know that fine gentleman sitting across the world as the vault rum guy. That's him right there. And today we have an amazing guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Zeke Powers. How are you today?
2: I'm on top of the world looking down. How are
3: you guys?
1: About the same. <laughs> About the same. I'm kind and of laying uh, on my
3: back. That's that's about where I'm at. <laughs> and, and and for those and for those of you
2: keeping score at home, that's line number one that I've uh, delivered today. Um, right right now, I'm uh, I'm on the men's. I'm on the recovery, and I've got the uh, the longest Skype name uh, <laughs> in, history. in history. So so there you go. That's yeah. everything you need to know about me right now. That, that is ridiculous. I don't understand why that's there. I, it's like that default. I had some, uh, some old stuff I need to get rid of. And I just opened up a quick eBay account to, to dump it. And uh, you know, it's like that stuff. That's too good to throw away, but you don't want to drop it off at the dump or, or, or or the, or the dollar store. And, so then yeah, it gives me like a name with a bunch of cues and underscores. And it's like instantly I'm associated with the, you know, the under underbelly of eBay and I've got no previous sales. So it's a new account. So I'm probably not going to get anybody to even look at my stuff anyway, but I don't know why they come up with names like that. And I look and you're like, Oh, just call me on Skype, which honestly I had no idea that was still a thing. I hadn't heard that in a while. and I thought it was great that, that technology is still still thriving today. And by the way, later I'll give you my my, my face uh, my MySpace page, and uh, <laughs> Wait. so you guys can go on there and see what song I'm listening to and what movie I'm going to to watch. Of course, nice. And, uh, uh, it's and then back, also. Man. Real quick, and I hate to be a, a, a shameless plug for my own business and what I do, uh, but my website you can go to is it, geocities8597263859 <laughs> dot eight <laughs> five nine seven two six three eight <laughs> five nine xq five dash dash semicolon backslash twenty five eight two q nine underscore semicolon five two, and um, you can check out all of my latest posts and what's happening. Yeah. Uh, Which coincidentally, I I think is also
1: my Skype name. So (laughs) (laughs) I I just have to say, dude, that was the best like throwing that off the cuff thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Like, because if you honestly remember a GeoCities website, you're that's incredible. (laughs) That's so incredible. Well, I think it's fascinating. You're still paying for AOL, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you laugh, you laugh, man. My boss still has an AOL account, and he used, it, it is crazy. Um, it's uh,
2: it, it it it's funny because, and, and I find myself that way. You know, technology. I remember when a, uh, you know, I one of my mentors, I and, and again, you know, we're talking 15 years ago. Um, I went over and he had an iPod. And yeah. I go, What's with the iPods? You know, I'm hearing all about that. He goes, Oh yeah. I just happen to have every song that I've ever owned all right here in one place. And just tell me which one you want to listen to. And we can listen to it right now. And I just walked away going, I've got to stay on top of this technology thing because that might be the coolest thing ever. And I was obsessed with it. And by the time I got like on the iPod game, everybody else was like, dude, what's that? Just have it on your phone. Right. And, uh, so, so, so technology is just such a, you know, an, an incredible thing to stay on top of it. And, and, some of that stuff, people, you know, AOL or Skype or whatever. And I'm not dogging Skype. The stuff's working great today. I'm loving it. I'm a huge fan, um, um, new fan, uh, first-time user, <laughs> long-time fan. And um, I, I, I just uh, – I have you have to stay on top of the technology that's out there because mm-hmm. it's coming so fast. You uh, do. You uh, really do. I, and I can tell you, 1999, as we are, you know, living in the fear of Y2K – <laughs> um, I, was, I, was, I was working a, an independent job driving around in the middle of the night to close Domino Pizza stores, and we were mm-hmm. updating all of their software to make sure they were Y2K compliant. Wow. And these stores were closed during the day, or yeah, they were closed during the, uh, during the day, and, and, and you had to hit – like all of these stores before they open at like noon or something. And so we're driving around in the wee hours of the morning, updating all these. And the guy I was driving with this, this old guy, I mean, he'd run red lights and tell you stories. He act like he was drunk, but he never drank a drop. (laughs) And, uh, and he's always like, man, you know, in 10 years, it's all going to come together in your house. You're going to have this, this central command. It's going to be like the Jetsons. It'll be, you have videos and you'll have movies and you'll, you'll be able to watch any TV show you want or any sports game. You'll be able to, well, you know, you'll be able to order a pizza from these guys <laughs> and and have to get off your couch. And, and I'm like, this guy's high, this guy's, <laughs> he's crazy. He's like, Oh, and it's all going to be through the internet. It's all going to come together. Your computer, your TV, it's all, and you're going to have like some kind of small device. It'll probably be these phones and it'll control it or you'll interact with it or something. And, you know, and, and here we are. And, and I've got a, i have got I got a portal that I use to, uh, to keep up with my grandkids and, you know, they'll, they'll call me and be working on homework or eat breakfast together or something. And, it really is like the Jetsons. It really yeah. is like the future. And literally I can sit on my couch and order a, a, a pay-per-view movie and order a pizza. And, and, and it, it, it's an incredible, you know, what technology is out there, but also, you know, there's a the dark side of the uh, technology, and I guess that's where you guys come in. So I don't mean to just keep rambling. <laughs> sure.
1: sure. And on. that man was named Bill Gates. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. He Remember, he used to go help you guys with the Y2K stuff at Pizza Hut. I mean, uh, Domino's. <laughs> 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 well, well, Zeke, since, since you jumped on the show and just went like a shotgun blast, why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? All right. So uh, Zeke
2: Powers, and that's uh, P-O-W-E-R-Z. Uh, You can find me uh, hanging out on the Internet at ZekePowers.com, Facebook and all of that. And uh, I am also at uh, ParanormalMagician.com, and that's uh, because that's what I do. Um, I uh, am a magician. I've been a magician for uh, professionally over 25 years and a member of the International Brotherhood of Magicians. Uh, I'm also a member of the Mystery Collection. You've had a, a couple of guest paul paul nofzinger my uh, my good close personal friend uh, awesome eats, uh, uh heads up the uh, the mystery collection i'm happy to be associated with that organization uh i'm a certified occultist and uh at some point he'll explain to me what that means and then i'm also a member of the international seance project uh, so i like to say that i kind of work a, a different side of the road than most other magicians i i like to think that my presentation and what I do and what I present for, for my clients, my customers and my audience is uh, I want to give you a magical experience. And, you know, it can be a little bit like the, the Santa Claus myth where, uh, you know, little Tommy has this uh, incredible experience because he wakes up and there's these presents or this uh, magical gift or elf moves around or, or whatever this, this, this little moment of essence of magic. And I think that, that magic still exists and it exists in every form. Now, we may manufacture that for our children, uh, but that's because we want to be able to see that. Whereas for children, just discovering, you know, simple things like, you know, how gravity works or, um, you you know, when you throw a ball against a wall and how fast it comes back to you, those those kind of basic things, those are magic as a child as you learn and discover how things work. And I think as an adult, um, that is out there and we tend to forget that. Are uh, you know right now and this year has been a, an incredibly bizarre year for sure, but I believe that there's also been some incredible magic around this year. And you look, I mean, just recently we had a, a full moon, and with the full moon at the same time was Mars hanging out in the uh, the sky next to it. I don't know if you caught that a, a few few days. Uh, it yeah. wasn't that long ago. It was really an incredible sight. And that's extremely rare. And, and we're in a month right now heading up to Halloween where Halloween is going to have a full moon. But it's not just a full moon. It's actually a blue moon because it's the second full moon of the month, uh, which is what makes it a blue moon. So we're having a, a blue moon. And you always hear, you know, once the blue moon, a full moon, which is, you know, rare in itself, a a, a full moon coinciding with halloween which is extremely rare and it just so happens that that full moon itself is also a blue moon so if you look back in the in the magic and you think about the history and, and how people would see a solar eclipse and and would decide that you know declare that the gods were were sending a message or this was a special sign or uh, you know, or it was the end of the world, or whatever that they 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 saw. They just knew that there was something special about that and how it was affecting right. them. And I think that that's a a great point to look at. Is with all of these things happening, um, there, there's a there, there's something different about this year. I think everybody can definitely agree to that. And as uh, the paranormal is involved, who is it to say? You know what is normal, what is accepted, what is you know, is it science or is it superstition, and and that's been the the part for me that has uh, uh, been my desire is really focusing on that gray line between those areas of what makes that um, you know and 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 for me everything was very black and white as a child. Uh, my my dad was a bit of a con artist, and I actually learned how to count by playing cards and and rolling coins and. That oh, sort of thing. Cool. So I was introduced to, to magic and, and deception at a, at a very early age. Um, but I, I understood deception as a little bit different as to something that was kind of black or white. And it was easy to tell the difference. And when that line got blurred and I couldn't tell the difference, um, I would ask my my dad, who was very black and white on everything with me as he raised me, uh, what was real and what was not real or what was true and what was not true. And uh, one day there was a a show about Bigfoot that we were watching and it showed the old Patterson Gimlin film the famous uh, uh, footage that everybody knows. And uh, and and I think it was on, uh, you know, in search of with Mr. Spock or one of those those shows. And I remember afterwards asking my dad, wow, is that for real? And he said, well, he says, there are some things that we know. There are some things that we don't know. And there's also some some things out there that we're really not supposed to know, and 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 that was the answer he gave me, and and, and it and it was it was a life-altering moment for me, because my father, who uh, served in World War II, um, had done so many things, and, and 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 some of them not so great, but I thought they were cool as a kid, right? Um, was always black and white with me on everything, and on this one subject. He didn't pin it down. He just kind of said, well, it could be, you know, it's kind of like flipping a coin and, and you know, it's heads or tails, which is it? But one in a million, it's going to land on an edge. And, and we forget about that, that that is a real possibility that's out there. And that's kind of what my father presented to me is that, well, you know, it might be or might not, but maybe it's something else that we don't understand. And, right. and 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 that began a, a la- lifelong quest into the the strange and unusual because you know it, it, the, the, it was very polarizing and, and quickly in the 70s growing up as a kid, Project Blue Book. We live close to Wright Patterson Airfield. Um, huh. um, that uh, that was a, a hot subject for people, and most people would dismiss it, and other people would refuse to even talk about it. You would mention the name, oh, hey they're doing that project blue book and they were like uh okay well i've got to go and they would just cut off conversations they would quit talking about it like the reaction was very different there was this funky vibe about it and and i just fed into it and that became a became a a, a lifelong you know quest for me into the the strange and the bizarre and, and the paranormal
3: that's amazing man and that that is a really great way of explaining it to a kid too yeah. mean, the way your father did i mean that's and then, and then when you just use the analogy about that coin landing on its side, that, that, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, if you really, for, for anybody who would be interested or asking that question, like, is it possible? It's like, that, that is possible. I mean, anything out there right now is, is free game. And we're, we're discovering new things every day, every year, every moment. So, sure. so it's, everything we know seems to be, at least from when I was a kid, it seems like so many things now are getting rewritten. It's like, but there's always resistance. Nobody wants to, t- like, change. They to like, well, right. this is the way it's been, and this is the way it's always going to be, and this isn't real. It was like, well, maybe, maybe not. Prove to me it isn't, or prove to me it is. If you can't do either, then it's very, very possible.
2: One of my one of my favorite things that I like to do was, um, and, and I am a, a paranormal investigator. Now I have retired from taking on cases and assisting clients, um, unless it's uh, a, a dire and, and uh, you know a, an emergency type situation where maybe somebody's going to be hurt or or, or and, and it's a last I mean, uh, other than an absolute emergency type of uh, situation. I, I don't do that anymore, and, um, but I do still. Uh, investigate and explore haunted locations, haunted hotels. Oh, that's cool. uh, th- Those places to, to look into the energy. And 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 firstly, w- one of one of the reasons that I, I don't take any cases anymore, and I did for quite a while as so just an independent consultant. I, I've I've grown up in that that whole environment of uh, understanding there, there's more out there than than what we are presented with, and uh, you know, and, and, and again, my good buddy Paul. Uh, singer in his show, he talks about his invisible friend, and I think he yes. made a reference to that when he was on your show. Yes, yes. Um, and, and we talk about the imagination of children, and you know what we train them, and, and you can get into the the shining with Stephen King, and he kind of touches on that that you know, and children lose their we can call it their innocence, or they become more woke or aware or educated or brainwashed or whatever flavor we want to put onto it. Um, I think it's like this. There's the mind and then there's the body, but we also acknowledge that there's the soul. And we go to three different places to address those things. Uh, we go to schools and institutions to uh, grow our mind and, and improve our mind. Uh, we, we go to the gym uh, we go to restaurants, we go to the bathroom, we do things to take care of our body, the dentist, the doctor, um, the, those sort of things. Uh, and then there's the soul or the spirit. And then it's what do we do with that? And people do different things. Uh, some go to houses of worship or uh, some uh, or perform, you know, na- nature-based environment. Uh, going to the beach uh, can also, you know, say, oh, I'm on vacation. You know, are you on vacation? Or are you really just going to the beach to reconnect with nature? And someone would you know, want to argue there that that is a form of, of religion, uh, the same as Tai Chi or, or um, meditation, um, th- those type of things. So we have those three aspects to ourself, and it's important that we maintain a balance in everything that we do. And that's really where um, everything in life is important, and, and you get into the, the principle of the, the I Ching and and. and the yin and the Yang, and having a complete balance of all of that. and 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 even though it is a yin and a yang, uh, there's a balance. There's also a fine line that separates those two uh, that that is that barrier between the two. And we can look at that barriers being you know our, 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 you know before we're born while we're we're alive and after we're we're alive. and and if we look at it from that aspect, the the largest amount of time that we spend, Will be before we were born i mean it's the year 2020 so there's been a couple thousand years uh give or take a few before any of us was around and there <laughs> will be a, probably a couple thousand years hopefully mm-hmm. uh for those who are here after we are here it's a very large amount but in between that there's this little fine line and that's our life that's the time that we have together the short amount of time that we have together today on this podcast the short amount of time that we have with each other having lunch today or or dinner tomorrow or visiting with friends or being on vacation. We have a a short amount of time of that. And I believe that it's my job to make us aware and raise our awareness of those three things. And that's why my show uh, talks about uh, primarily what's happened in the past, those who have passed, those who have crossed on. And the inevitable fact that's not mentioned for the most part the fact that we're going to spend most of our life on the other side of that and join them, uh, we, which, you know, so far has proven to be inevitable. Now, I've said that my plan is to be immortal, and so far, so good. It's working out great. Um, however, I've, I've taken a couple of hits this year, so apparently, uh, you know, the powers that be or the gods above, or, or, or the Lord, or Mohammed, or, or or whoever, we're, we're, we're in, in charge of the place now. Um, obviously, has had some different plans, and... In my show and what I do as a paranormal magician, I, I want to raise that awareness of 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 not only um, where we're eventually going to be, and 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 the cemeteries and so many places are so filled with the people who are already there. Um, make the best of the time that you have with you right now, have something that you're inspiring and working towards. Um, for me, you know, Christmas is a great example. Uh, you know, as a kid, you're, oh, Christmas is coming up man. I can't wait to get some presents. I've been really good. And here's what I want. And I hope I get this. And there's just all this anticipation and you see the presents on our tree. It's really exciting. And then, you know, you open them up and you get some great gifts and it's all fun. And then the day after you're just kind of like, ah, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> you know, that letdown It's kind of like over with, like, oh, I got to take all the trash out and take down the uh, the decorations and get rid of all the, the wrapping paper and, you know, you know, or whatever. There's that letdown. And I believe that, you know, for me and the way that my mind works is that I'm about that anticipation. I'm about, you know – getting those presents and working towards this goal, saving towards this particular purchase or working towards this vacation or this project or whatever. I think that if you don't have that drive and that desire to get something, then if you haven't put that goal out there and you're just working on that, then I don't understand really what you're doing. You're just going, you know, get up, go to work, go home, go to bed and tomorrow repeat. You know, have time for your friends, have time and find a passion. And okay, if you don't have a passion, then go help other people who have a passion and help them achieve theirs. And maybe along the way, you find something that really strikes home with you. And that becomes your passion to go out there and make something happen. Um, That's – that's the message of what i want people to remember when they leave one of my performances or one of my 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 appearances yeah, at their I, event
1: i think that's fantastic like i think it's a great great like uh, uh uh message you should say you know like that your you're philosophy time. really yeah I mean, yeah i mean people all people should live like that and you know i mean it, it does this does this message go through all of your shows like the different things that you've done like i I know you you said uh you've done stuff uh uh, in catacombs and haunted buildings and and things like that is that are you considering that part of a like uh um do you do you purvey that message through those as well besides just the show
2: if i have done my job then the answer is yes okay um i i thought that um uh, uh, my 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 good friend and someone who I have the the uh, immense respect for is also was on the uh, uh, the podcast with you guys. And by the way, you guys have the best opening music. Thank uh, you, thank up, you, you guys. Um, um, we have a few you know, of
3: them. <laughs> growing up,
2: growing up in the streets in the mean streets of uh, of Dayton, Ohio, and at Troutman Studios. Uh, every time I hear California Love, nice. I like to remember that that was uh, that was produced and influenced by Roger Troutman and the, uh, the special sound that he had uh, yeah, yeah, studios yeah. over there. And, uh, 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 that, that, that always uh, strikes. And that's just, I mean, you know, you got Dre laying down the beats and Tupac, how can you go? Ball? Right. <laughs> the greatest song of, of all time. I, um, that, that's the underlying message. And, 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 and if I have done my job, that's what, you know, I end every show and I say, you know, you know, tonight in our, you know, short amount of time together is history and tomorrow is a mystery. Go explore um and and you know because we don't know what tomorrow brings uh we can you know plan for it and, and and try to manifest and schedule and plan but you know you're on your way there and you have a flat tire or somebody you know gets sick or in my case you you drive to the hospital because all of a sudden you you're having a hard time breathing and you're sweating like crazy and you're freezing and you're like i'm checking every box for this covid and You know, you're freaking out. And that really wasn't on the plan. That was, uh, you know, I got a little extra sleep. And so maybe I just had a sleep hangover. And as the day goes on, it's getting worse and worse. Turns out I had pneumonia and I am, you know, negative for COVID. I just got to report of that
1: yesterday. That's good.
2: Awesome. So I'm in a in a process of recovering, but you know, four or five days in on on some steroids and antibiotics, you know, I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. Of course, I'm not <laughs> doing anything other than sitting in a chair and binging more on Netflix than than what anybody should ever do because I can't really do anything else. Uh, I, I've done a lot of reading, and I'm proud with that. And um, um, but but that's the, that's the underlying message that that I want to I want to convey is that we have you know be respectful of other people's time because they can be anywhere. They can do anything else. And for whatever reason, they've been nice enough. And you guys have been nice enough. and Those listening have been nice enough to share their time. And, and, and remember, you always say time is money. Time is money. Time is money. Well, well, that's right. And just like you have a budget of how much money you have in your bank account and how many purchases you can make before you can, you know, stop making the, you can stop making purchases. uh, You only have so much time in a day and you only have so much time in a week. And you, well, you only have so much time in your life. Um, you have to make a decision on, on on what you want to spend. So now we're back to that money thing, on what you want to spend that time on. And right. and for someone to take the time and, and for me, it's a unique dynamic. Before, because for someone to take the time to want to come to my program and see it, and then on top of that, not only they're going to pay their time, I'm going to charge them, so they're going to pay me some money on top of that. So I'm kind of double dipping I'm taking two things from them. I'm taking their time and their money. Um, and so they expect something in return. And um, Eugene Berger, and I know uh, you guys have, have mentioned mm-hmm. him before. Oh, yeah. um, when I, I studied with Eugene and. Uh, met him and he really changed my life when I went to my first workshop and I had no idea who he was uh, back in the nineties. They said, Oh, you gotta go, man, this is a big deal. You gotta go. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll go. They're like, well, you gotta pay And I'm like, how much it was, you know, like a hundred bucks or something. I'm like, what a hundred dollars to talk to some guy like, like well, who is this guy again? You know, and, and this is, you know, and, 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 and I, 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 you know, and I, I, truth be told, I'm, I'm older than Google. And uh, so, so, it wasn't it wasn't like I could whip open the phone book and look this guy up and find out who he was or go to the library. I mean, it was like, oh, okay. You just take the word, and you're like, oh, okay. And you know, after some serious thought, I go, okay. You know what? Uh, this is a one shot deal, and uh, we'll go and see what it's about. And, and it was absolutely incredible. And uh, um, every every time that I had a chance, and it was uh, about three more times, I had a chance to go to a private workshop and spend time with Eugene. Um, it was great. And That's for so him, cool. he said that. As a magician, we're a bit of a trickster. We're just doing tricks. We do this and we do that. We make this appear or that disappear. We make them laugh. We give them some emotion, and that's really what we want. A trigger is some type of emotion. He says, but really, I just want my magic to have a little bit deeper meaning. I want it to not be so shallow. I want it to have something that really you know hits home a little bit deeper on a on a larger scale and have has a more profound impact and when he told me that i was at that point like I, one of my, my buddies said that I was uh, prostituting myself on the street corner for, for birthday shows. And, and I was like doing balloon animals and kids' birthday parties. I'm getting paid in hot dogs and cake and, and, and I'm killing the game. They're loving me. And I'm like, I'm so busy because everybody's loving it. They're referring everybody. And I am hating it. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like I'm, I'm like, I'm like ashamed. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, like going to like those CD shops on a dark side of town, buy magazines, <laughs> and you're wearing the trench coat and the sunglasses and the hat and you make a purchase in a black bag with cash and you leave in the wee hours of the morning. Um, or at least that's how my dad used to. And, um, and, 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 and I'm kind com- of. But like that, like I gotta get some. I need some more balloons, and you guys have any more of that glitter stuff? And oh, let's get some of those little fancy silks. Yeah, I need more silks, more color. Yeah, I have crayons in here, but what if those comedy crayons? Yeah, let me get some of those. And I'm like, what am I doing? I hate all of this. This is terrible. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, I can't. I I, I, I just. can't i can't do it i just couldn't you know and i i I locked it all up in a bag up in a box and i i just i was like you know and i when eugene told me all that it was just a transformation of me because you know uh well i i love magic and i still do i love all types of magic i whether it's uh you know, something in a box of cereal or, or, you know, some kid on TV or whatever. I, I just appreciate and love all forms of of, of visual art. And uh, whether it's a, a painting or a magician, or I, I appreciate all of that because I know how much work goes in behind the scenes and, and what they have to do to do that. And, and and I was just at a point like, I've got to make a real determination because I've not been doing any of this for myself I've been doing this strictly for the benefit of the others. Now, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you yourself feel fulfilled doing that. And I absolutely didn't. I was, I was just a dirty little whore magician. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, just feel like absolutely, uh, absolutely terrible. And, and so that's when I ch- really devoted uh, uh, my magic and what I did uh, to what my interests were and what my, my things were. And that led me to the paranormal.
3: Well, how did, how, uh, in all of that, that transformation for what you were doing to, to what you, what you decided your focus was going to be, how do you keep, I I I've seen, I've seen, uh, things with you online and, 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 and you do amazing things. And I, I'm just curious, how do you keep such a dynamic show fresh? I mean, what, um, it's it, you said about it being a lot of work. I'm sure it. It has to be a lot of work, but uh, to to sit down your the 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 creative process or the the inspirations that come to you. I mean, is it is it something that you focus on? Do you do do a lot of uh, you know uh, historical reading to to get in the in, in, into the mindset or or, or what? Tell, tell me about that process because it, it's absolutely fascinating to me.
2: That's um, that that is uh, such an excellent question, and um, we'll start with. The most in important, I was at a I was at a, uh, was at a, a conference, a convention uh, years ago. Uh, f- it was a lot of paranormal celebrities and and and, and so on there, and, and it was a fantastic time. It was just a big party all week, and it was great. And uh, one of the guys from one of the uh, ghost groups, and uh, forgive me for not not remembering. There's, I, I think it was the the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. I got gotcha. you. Um, th- th- those guys. Um, I, have a, I have a lot of respect for those guys because they've been out there kind of grinding and doing uh, what they believe is the right thing. And at the end of the day, if you're out there in a paranormal investigative field and your goal is to become famous or rich or any of that, then you're garbage. Um, um, the, the, it, it really, because of, like we talked about, some of what you're taught and what you're supposed to learn and what you should know is a fact or not a fact, um, There there's, there's, there's not a... There's a huge open area in that whole area of, you know, like mediums taking advantage of people who have recently deceased and in and, and bereavement and being taken advantage of, and all these horror stories, and you know, people with families with psychological problems or, or drug addiction that are having quote unquote paranormal problems. That that you know, at the end of the day, they're having problems, and and sometimes. That, that little fine line it's not always you know drugs and alcohol it's not always this there's that fine line that that one in a million that we do have something going on here that is out of, out of the understanding of, of the everyday person and they need some help and groups that are out there to help people deal with that in an honest and respectful way and I've've I've had some, I had a case that I worked on for over three and a half years for a lady that that had so much going on that it was like, you know, I, I can make. I'm like when she first told me all this. I'm like, yeah, you know, and you and your initial interviews with clients when you would take them on, you would get some pretty wild stories. And this, this lady, like she, it's like she took 10 movies and put them together and they were all happening in her mobile home. Wow, on the side. Yeah, I mean, she had like, like it, she's going through and it's like getting weirder and weirder. And I'm like, okay. And what else? And, she, and I said, what was the reason that you called? You've had all these things happen at best. What was it that you finally said it's enough and I really need some help. And she's like, that's when I started hurrying hooves on the roof.
1: Okay. And,
2: um, And I'm like, hooves? Did you say hooves? She says, yeah, clearly you could hear like the clicking of like a horse or a a large, you know, hoof, uh, you know, stop, you know, walking on the uh, on the on the roof. And I'm like, wow. And and, and so there was uh, that was really a a case that that, you know, I I just said, wow. And, And anyhow, that any of that takes a huge amount of energy and when people are paying you their time and their money uh, for a product, you have to give them, a, you know, their money's worth and of course you always want them wanting more and you want them to feel like they, they got their, their. it was a good value for what right, I paid and what I, what I paid in money and what I spent in time. Um, I got a great exchange for that and for me, um, it has to be authentic and that is, probably the thing that makes what I do a lot different than what other magicians do. Now I, of course I I use magic. I'm a magician. That's my job. And that is the medium of entertainment that you're purchasing when you come to my performance. Um, however, it takes a huge amount of energy that I expel before, during and after the show Uh, And sometimes it results in, you know, me taking a hit of my health. Uh, Whenever I perform a very large, uh, important seance where we're trying to get a spirit or contact someone on the other side to come through and give us a sign, like we did recently with uh, uh, Vince Wilson at the uh, Lord Baltimore Hotel, Uh, Mm -hmm. the world's largest seance where we attempted on. Right, yeah. live feet of the Poe House to, to get Edgar Allan Poe to come through the veil and and give us a sign and, and make contact. And it takes a huge amount of, of energy. Whenever I, I perform one of my seances, um, I don't eat anything uh, 24 hours. I only have water. Um, I spend at least one hour in, in quiet meditation uh, preparing for that. It's important that I prepare my mind my body and my spirit to be able to uh, go there and not have anything to influence it so that my intentions are pure and that my intentions are are good um, and that they're not meant for harm or for you know just for cheap entertainment and that that you know price sometimes that I pay can be kind of high and um, you know I think it's no coincidence that after that um, and I did recover from i had my I had a knee surgery total knee replacement uh this summer uh, oh. so I was down with that um however i I wanted to you know like anything else I planned, well I'm going to be out for you know a good six weeks of, of recovery that you know'll be up and just kind of walking around and and doing my uh rehabilitation but you know what am I going to do during that time I just can't you know just just sit you know I'm like well what books am I going to read and I decided one of the things I've uh, I love the Twilight Zone. I yes. uh, uh, Rod Serling. I I read several of his books, um, a couple of his manuscripts. Constantly. Classic. Uh, um, uh, just a huge Rod Serling fan, and um, I decided you know I'm going to watch every episode of the Twilight Zone in order. Yes. Um, I, 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 I I've seen most of them. Um, maybe there's a few I haven't seen, and that was kind of exciting. Um, I was open to rediscover some ones, that, uh, and there was certain ones I was looking forward to watching again and see what new things I would pick up on, um, and then also, uh, you know, discover some ones I'd never seen before.
1: Of course, and
2: uh, as and and so and then that's what I did is during the time of my re- rehabilitation, I slammed through every single episode of The Twilight Zone in order, and um, season four, which is. Uh, uh I, I you know, when they kinda changed the whole format, they, oh, let's do an hour and I guess they changed the time slot and mm-hmm. and all of that. Um man, that was a brutal, brutal season. Uh, because the characters just seemed like they were all so extra drawn out it, it easily. And it was only one episode that season that I had seen before, and I was quite certain that it was a uh and I could easily tell that it could be edited down to a thirty minute episode. Uh, because of so much additional filler that they had in it. And that was the episode, Jeff Spell, uh, uh, that I I, I remembered that clearly. The other ones were all new to me. And there was a couple that had some great stories. But to me, it was very diluted because it was an hour long. So I missed my value on those for the amount of time and money I spent. Um, I didn't feel like I was fully rewarded because I think I could have got that just as easily in 30 minutes as what they were in an hour. But going back through those and rewatching watching those, um, I found myself um, – and I completed it, and I was really, really happy that I had completed that, that I achieved that because in the back of my mind, it was like one of those – you know, it's always about that one that got away, you know. I, I <laughs> just – you know, you know, and now I know clearly I've watched every episode, you know, some more than others, um, you know, from start to finish of every one. Now, uh, granted, I was on pain medication and uh, somewhere. <laughs> so so I may remember some a little bit more vividly than others, uh, without a doubt. But there, there's a great underlying of, of story and, and premise and. Uh, and drama that he had in there. And of course he was great at at writing writing his own social commentary into the programs about his own points of, uh, you know, how we deal with bigotry or racism or discrimination or uh, Uh favoritism or sexism or, you know, and, and and I found myself like watching certain episodes and thinking about how it relates to today. And one of them is um, uh, it was an episode where man woke up and, uh, nobody recognized him. Nobody knew who he was, and he knew everybody he didn't understand. He couldn't find his wallet. Uh, he looks in a phone book. He's not in there. Um, and um, and it was called "person or persons unknown." And um, at the uh, uh, and I was like, you know, the Twilight Zone was ad- addressing identity theft. Uh, you know, you know, 40, 50 years before, before it was even a thing, yeah. and, and, and 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 you know, you look at it, it was, you know, it's the same problems we have today. You know, we always want to make sure that we know who we are, and if we lose that, what does that feel like? And and so, in doing research for my shows and and what they want, I want to have that message, and that's kind of front and foremost is, you know, what do I want this to be about? When they they leave, it's got to, you know, uh, you go see a play about uh you know i don't know what's out there cats i i'm not a musical guy at all but i imagine it's got something to do with cats and um, some singing and dancing and cat like behavior and if you went there and it was not a cat um, somebody's going to be pissed right and, right um, right <laughs> and again i know nothing about that show other than it's called cats and it was very popular and everybody loved it and everybody loves cats i guess so and that's fine i love cats and and so um, I, I, being able to in, in, and, and I'll bring it back. And, uh, uh one of my friends said, finally, got to the point. <laughs> I, I was at this paranormal convention and, uh, the guy from the Tennessee race chasers, I asked him, I said, what is the most important tool that you use when you go on a paranormal investigation? Um, because, I see these shows and it's like, these people are whipping out like these little miniature robot things. Sure. And, 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 and and again, the technology and keeping up with the technology and, you know, Bravo to those guys. Um, I look at him, and I'm like, you know, I kind of go with what he told me. And that was, you know, the number one tool he says is me. He says, it's what I smell, what I hear, what I, what I sense, uh, well, you know, what the feeling I get, um, what, what the temperature is, um, how my stomach and how my kind of, uh, body reacts to that and listening to your own intuition and your own gut about something. And and you ask them, you know, why did you decide to do this? Oh my gosh, you, you made this, this strange decision and it was crazy, but oh my gosh, it was such a great decision for you. And we're very happy, you know, what made you, you know, man, what made you choose to pull into that liquor store and buy that lotto ticket or whatever that decision was. And it was just kind of like, man, I I don't know. I just had this gut feeling. I just went with it. And and I think that that is so dismissed and not talked about that. We need to all listen to our own internal system. And that third piece of our, 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 our our mind and our body and our soul somewhere where it kind of all three kind of come together and listen to him. We call it our intuition, our higher self, or, um, you know, our id, or, or, or God spoke to me. We can we can say whatever it is that, you know, we try to put in words for something that we don't really have the, you know, our little, our little small little brains have the capability of understanding what it really is. Right, but being right. able to listen to that own gut instinct, that own gut feeling and make it work. And, and so now when I'm creating those shows and I'm creating those programs, I've got to listen to, (laughs) you know, step back and it's like, okay, what is speaking to me about this particular object? I've got this, this show that I'm going to do about, you know, whatever subject. And uh, one would be the Titanic. Uh, Um, I I have a Titanic show that, um, received some great critical acclaim, uh, in, in Myrtle beach when I performed for that group. And uh, critically acclaimed because they're all critical of everything you do. They're like, <laughs> yeah, this is not good.
0: yeah, I was actually, uh, I was actually uh, going to sit uh, back uh, and
1: ask you about that because, um, I I know, uh, I read that you did the, you know, the Titanic show, and I was just wondering, because I do, um, magic as well. Not, I don't perform, oh. I don't perform magic. I am I'm a magician's assistant. Right, and, he, he wears the tights. Yeah, I wear the the tutu and stuff. Um, but uh. I am responsible for you know like doing the lighting, the music, the things that that he can't do while he's performing, of course. Right. So right. I, my my question to you is: during those type of shows, do you have um not just an assistant, but so, do you have music and things like? Do you have like the omniens type stuff, or is it just you? I'm just just out of curiosity.
2: So so, and that's that's a great question. So. Um, well, uh, uh, first of all, it's just me, um, and and right. now, uh, from time to time, I have had assistants with me, and that is fantastic. Um, but I typically travel alone. I, uh, I I get paid a check, and you know, bringing an assistant on or having someone else, you're looking at you know larger and larger uh, programs. You're looking at more and more help. I remember Dante, right. the touring musician, used to have you know a, a, a semi truck. Uh, full of just his backdrops and costumes, yes. not even the the people and and, and, and the and, and the operation and everything else. I mean, he would have you know three truckloads of stuff, and and that is awesome. But for what I want to do is my I am more of an intimate performer. Um, uh, I, I do the close up. I do have a stage program um, that I can do on any stage anywhere, and um, I, they better have their own lights and sound guys handling all of that. Um, I'll take care of my end. They'll take care of that. Um, I have, um, you know, remote controls to run my own sound and lights. But for me, the, the, the thing that's, that's important is that um, I want to control everything inside those four walls. And so my Titanic show, um, one of the things is um, when I, I started working on that show uh, in uh, the year that uh, James Cameron's film came out. However, I didn't know it at the time. My niece, uh, Samantha, told me, she said, you should do a magic show about the Titanic. And I was like, that's crazy. Nobody, what, what, what do <laughs> I do? Why would anybody want to see that? And it, it disappears and it comes back and, you know, okay. And then, then what? Everybody's dead. Um, no, I, I just don't, <laughs> don't get it. And, and so, so, so then, like, at, and that was like the blockbuster, the year and everything. And one of the things that uh, Bicycle Playing Cards did is they released a, a, a reprint of the cards called Steamboats. Um, and they had a unique back design kind of a somewhat of a nautical theme and uh, they were fantastic and very if you get your hands on a pack of them now uh, they're they're 20 30 bucks I think they're they're a little pricey the original steamboats sell for for several hundred dollars and um, it was the, the the popular card of the time that were played on uh, you know gambling steamboats were a, a big thing at that time hmm. uh, you know all over and they were featured in the film and they had the, I remember I was at Kroger's and they had a clearance where they were selling like two packs of these for a for 99 cents, you got two decks of bicycle playing cards for a dollar, and that was in a magic club. So I bought like 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 25 of these double packs, and I gave them out to everybody that came to the meeting just as a, a gift, to everybody, because it was such a great deal. And you mm-hmm. know, and we pay two bucks a deck, and you here's two decks for a dollar, you know, and the. You know, And and then now I look back, I'm like, man, I should have kept all of those. It would be fantastic. Um, and then years later, somebody said something to me about Titanic. said, man, I saw this routine that this guy did, and it was a story about the Titanic. It would be perfect for your show, man. You should check it out. I was like, oh. "Now, I was always interested in Titanic, and I thought it was an incredible story. And it was one of those uh, rabbit hole things where the, the more you dug into the story and the more you learned about it, the more you were like, wow, that happened that did that really happen? And you start researching like, yeah, not only did it happen, but it happened to two people on there and, and and the stories, you know, the, the lady after dinner who was supposed to, you know, change into her bedtime clothes and go to sleep uh, said, no, she says, I I just don't feel like getting dressed into my bedtime clothes. I feel like I have somewhere to go. Like, well, you're on a ship. You're not going anywhere. She says, I know, but I, I just, uh, I think I'm just going to sleep in my dress tonight. And sure enough, you know, well, the Titanic, you know what happened. Um, and, and, uh, she credit she survived. And that was one of the things she credited is that, um, you know, if she had changed into her bedtime clothes, she wouldn't have had, uh, uh you know, the, the clothing on that was a lot, you know, a thicker that would have insulated her better or whatever the case was, um, and, and helped her survive. And it was like, well, how do you, how do you explain that? And, and so the the stories were absolutely incredible, and I was just drawn into the stories. And 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 years later, um, um, Aiden Sinclair, uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, performs at the the Stanley, and he's the, the Queen Mary, and he has an incredible Titanic show. And um, we were chatting one day, um, having lunch, and he says, "You you should do a Titanic." show. I go, man, what do I, do? dude? You already have a Titanic show. Why? Why? He goes, "It's not like I own the Titanic." He goes, there going be 50 <laughs> guys having a Titanic show. Just do your interpretation of what you think. And, and, and at that point, my gut and my mind and, and it just all came together in this real moment. And I'm like, I keep hearing different people saying the same thing to me. You should have a Titanic show. You should have a Titanic show. You should have a Titanic show. I'm reading about the Titanic. I've got these things and all of this stuff. I had this uh, – Uh, A souvenir of the thing of the Titanic I bought. I don't even know why I bought it. Now it's in my shell. I had all of these things, and all these people can see it, and they're all telling me, and I'm not taking a moment to really listen. And every time they vibe, and I just instantly wouldn't listen. I would shut it down. And and at that moment, I'm listening. I'm like, you know, everybody's been saying this year and year. You know what? I'm going to put together a Titanic show. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And and so (laughs) now. Now, after finally listening to the, you know, I listened to myself last, I should have been listening to everybody else. I wasn't <laughs> listening to anybody. And that was the problem was I wasn't listening to anything or anybody. So I stopped and I thought, okay, now how do I want, if I was going to go see a show about the Titanic, what would I want? Well, first of all, what kind of show is it? Is it, is it a, is a, you know, a, a musical and, uh, um, is it, is it a, is it a lecture about what happened, and I stand up with you know a, a tweed coat and a, and a chalkboard and tell them stories, you know? Or <laughs> I am, is it around a campfire, or we, you know, and I come out dressed in a naval uniform and, and and speak in a British accent, you know? What 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 am I trying to present to them? And I want so first of all, what I want to do is I want to honor the, the victims of what happened on that tragedy because nobody got on that ship, you know, expecting not to make it. Not only that, everybody who got on that ship is really the opposite. Everybody who got on that ship, they were looking for this incredible next chapter of their life. They were going to the new world. They were riding on the greatest ship in the world, going across the ocean. This was the most incredible uh, time. Uh, you know, we, we, we the Roaring Twenties haven't even got here yet, and and everybody is just— you know, America is thriving, and 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 everybody wants to go to New York, and 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 it is such an exciting, exciting time. And you're going to ride on the largest cruise ship in the world, and it's even even third class is better than any boat you've ever been on in your life. It's going to be amazing, and there's so much hope and so much desire. And then there's just and that just makes the tragedy. And then when you dig into the tragedy of. All the lifeboats that weren't, you know, they didn't have enough lifeboats Yeah, but they didn't even fill up the lifeboats that they had and and that they didn't even use the technology that they had. And there was there was people not paying attention and not doing their job that they were supposed to do at a time that they should have been, you know, risking and, you know, they risked all of these people's lives because they. They didn't, you know, complete the task they should have done and they, they shouldn't have cut corners on whether, you know, and there's so many conspiracy theories about, you know, what really happened and, did, you know, the triple screws, were they, were they really that good or did they cut back on the material a little bit that year and, Did they run it too hot and too hard and too fast? Was the water too cold was, you know, and, and, and there's new stories coming out today. It was one that was out recently about, um, what I believe it was, um, the the iceberg. There was a photograph that they actually have a photograph of the iceberg, uh, that they believe that had sunk, uh, the the Titanic there that they had discovered. Um, and, uh, according to some of the positional charts of the, the sun and the moon and, all of that, they were able to, you know, cross-reference where this iceberg was in this picture versus uh, where it would have been. I mean, there's there's just so much, and it's like, why do these stories keep coming up? You know, over a hundred years later, and it's because our hearts go out for these people who lost their lives. So my program is first of all is going to be about honoring those who had lost their lives and about some of the tragic stories and sharing that. And in my show, if we're talking about people dying, about a tragedy like this, and all of these, then I'm also going to interject random pieces of humor and, uh, you know, odd little observations to get people to laugh and lighten up and have like a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. that while we're dealing with this solemn, you know, sad thing, we're also going to have some group activities. We're going to have some fun. We're going to tell a little, uh, a few little jokes and stories along the way uh, to keep it lighthearted and not so, you know, dark, heavy, and depressing, because that's not what I want to convey. But, but I also want to, I want them to have this experience to honor these people. That's first and foremost. And what do I want it to be like when they come into the room? You know, do I want this bright room? No, I don't. I want. I want. I want to say poorly lit, but it's going to be somewhat dim. It's going to be you know a fifty percent brightness um, if possible. And um, I'm also and and for me, um, it's also about the scent. Um, I I purchased some some and had some candles made um, that I burn during it and actually it's just wax it's not a lit candle Uh, it's actually on a heater so there's no open flame Uh, but it's a scented wax that smells kind of like the ocean so when you come into the room uh, in there um, you may or may not recognize it but if you come up on stage and you are selected to participate in a demonstration with me when you come up on stage and you're up there with me it's going to smell a little bit different and and for me uh, the sense of smell is very, very important. And when you think about going to the beach or going to the ocean or going on a cruise or whatever, going to the to the forest or to nature, it, it's about the, you know, what does it smell like? Is it, you, you live in a city or the suburbs or whatever, but then, you know, I, I went to the beach and instantly you think about the, the smell of the, sal- the salt and the sand and, you know, the sun and what that smells like. So I want that. I want the smell to be like the ocean. The sounds. Um, it took me a while to track it down. And it was funny. I had four people contact me after I performed for uh, the East Coast Spirit Sessions about where was uh, the, the, the music that you had playing? They didn't know quite what to say because it wasn't really music. Um, it was a, a musical track uh, that had uh, birds It had uh, basically mainly just ocean waves. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, you'd hear like a fog horn um, or a boat horn or something like that in the background. Um, because, um, and it was just playing and it wasn't very loud at all. It was barely noticeable, but I wanted to take you away from sitting in a chair in a room and take you out there to be on a ship, um, you know, on the ocean. And that's what you would hear in that background. It wouldn't be just a quiet room with no sound or, you know, there might be a little soft piano playing or something like that, but, you know, you would hear like the splashing of the waves and, uh, you would hear those sounds of the birds and those types of sounds. And now we've got the, the sounds, you've got the scents, um, you've got that look, again, where it's not very bright. We're talking about a dark subject, so the room's going to be semi-dark. Um, and, and then the most important thing for me um, is the temperature. Um, the Titanic was struck by an iceberg. You're not going to be very warm in my room for that show. Mm. Um, and, uh, I, uh, I was able, I was freaking out because I was trying to get in Because I, I need at least two hours for this show. I need at least two hours to be in the room, uh, before. Um, and there's several reasons why, uh, besides just setting up the atmosphere and the ambiance and making sure that it's exactly perfect. Um, I, 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 every seat has got a ticket, um, like a passenger would on a ship and they're all assigned a random number. I mean, there's different numbers on every ticket. So obviously depending on where you happen to sit, there's no assigned seating. I just open a door, you come in and sit, uh, you're going to have a ticket. And throughout the night we draw numbers and we bring up random, uh, volunteers based on that number and they come up and they participate. And you know, if your number gets called, your number gets called. And if your number doesn't, it doesn't. Um, you know, so, uh, um, it makes it kind of like a little human lotto, a little bit of fun. And so they're saying, "Okay, raise a hands. Who wants to come up? Nobody wants to come up. They're just gonna do it because if they, they know <laughs> if they don't." They're either going to be forced or the show's going to take five hours because nobody's going <laughs> to want, or they think this guy's an idiot over here and they don't want him to do it. And they kind of want to come up and help out. Cause it would be fun for their friends to see them up there. So it just takes that away and it puts everybody on an even playing field. I, I thought, you know, I want people to be like, they're having a pass and they're going to be a passenger on this, on this trip with me. And that's the name of the show. It's called voyages. And it's about, the fact that we're all on a voyage. Now, some of us are on a short voyage. We went out for dinner tonight. This is where we are right now, and soon we're going to take a voyage back home. Some of us are on a Longer voyage where, yeah, I might be here having dinner tonight, but I'm on this longer voyage because I'm going to college and I'm going to be graduating and moving to this state for this job over here. I'm on a much longer voyage, Um, but we all take voyages and sometimes those voyages take us away and they take us away on vacation. They take us somewhere away from the everyday and that's kind of what I want my show to be, is it's going to be a voyage. We're going to take you away from the everyday thing of what you do and take you somewhere else. We're going to take you away. And so I have the uh, the air cranked pretty. I got that air conditioner running hardcore. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so I, when see, you walk in, let, you can yeah. see your view. Your, your... Don't, I don't. Well, see, I don't let anybody in beforehand. <laughs> I want to wait to the absolute last sure. minute. And then because if you let them in, they're going to walk around, they're going to look at tickets. Oh, what's this ticket number? Then somebody drops a ticket and they don't get one. And no, 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 it's going to be and at the very last second, we're going to open the doors. You're going to come in. Um, um, everybody's just come on in. I, I thank everybody coming in. Uh, welcome them aboard, welcome aboard, welcome aboard. Please come in and grab a seat, grab your ticket, grab a ticket, grab a ticket. And everybody does. And then, um, uh, we close the door. So they're all in a hurry to get to their seats and everything. And you know, as they're sitting there and the show's going on, um, and, and, and my, my program is, is, uh, it's, it's a hundred minutes. It's, um, uh, if I do the full two acts, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, 45, get a little intermission then we finish up the second half. Um, but from start, if we go start to finish, um, nonstop at 75
1: minutes, it's just a little bit over an hour and yeah, that's about how long hours is as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. Any more than that, it's a struggle for people to pay attention or stay awake or whatever the case might be, or somebody they're drunk and they've been drinking, I got to use the restroom. That's about their limit. And, and so we get done and uh, we finish up and, and, it, and it was great. And, um and, and sometimes it's more impactful than others. And I was concerned because the room they put me in, they kind of moved me at the last minute and the room they put me in had floor to ceiling windows in the back of the room. And I was like, okay, is there curtains or anything? And they're like, nope, nope, this is it. You know, it's a, hotel convention room, man. It is what it is. And I'm like, well, I thought I was over here. Like, yeah, we had to put it up here. And I go, well, you know, we'll just make it work. So the day of my show, um, in this particular case, um, that I'm talking about, uh, it was, it was, uh, overcast outside and raining and it was just dark and there was no sun and it was absolutely perfect. And, um, I was in there early. I said that I had to move the chairs around and make sure that they were right. I don't want, I want everybody to have a great seat. I also want to make it very accessible for people to get up and down without right. any confusion. And, um, I set that up and everybody's leaving. You know, we finished a show. I finished the program. Everybody, you know, everything was great and everybody's leaving. And, um, and Vlad stayed over oh, and, nice, um, nice. And, and and Vlad is so intimidating um and and, and Vlad's the best uh, I remember I was going. we were doing a uh, a thing. And he was one of the presenters and there was like four rooms set up and it was four different acts and four different rooms. And you had to get up and go room to room to room. And um, some of the rooms were big and some were small. And, and my wife called me. She's like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, I'm okay. I'm over here. And I said, I'm, I'm walking into Vlad's. And, and I thought I was like the first guy in the room because I walked in and I didn't see anybody. That's cause they were all standing against the wall. And I'm like walking in. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll sit up here. And I said, and uh, Vlad's just staring at me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in here. And I go, shows and i'm looking at the time and and apparently um i had been talking to her so long i didn't realize that everybody else was in the room in there and like vlad's waiting on me to quit talking and um <laughs> and i said oh and i and i looked and he's just looking at me and i just froze and i looked and like and everybody else was looking at me too and i go um i need to go because vlad is about to kill me and <laughs> and, and 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 i go i'm so sorry he goes we'll go ahead and begin now. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, I was like, Oh my gosh. And, and (laughs) Vlad controls the environment in the room, just with himself. He doesn't need, um, you know, candles and, uh, and music and, uh, anything. Vlad takes care of that. All of his, uh, his, his presence alone, he takes care of all of those things. And, um, uh, and he controls the atmosphere. He is amazing. So Vlad now is staying after I finished my show and, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Cause I really, uh, wanted to present this to the group. It was really important for me. Um, I had worked on it and I had performed all different pieces of it for a while, <laughs> Um, But this was the first time I had put all those pieces together and had presented it in its form for them. And I've done it several times since. Um, And it's definitely my favorite show to do because it's such a passion uh, 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 that I have for the Titanic. Right. And uh, Vlad looks at me, so he gets, you know, everybody's gone. They're like, great, man, thank you. All right, great, great, great. And uh, um, all this. And he's standing there and he goes, when did you adjust the thermostat? (laughs) You know, I go, was it noticeable? And and then he, so, and, and Vlad's very stoic. And he goes, and then he smiles and he goes, they were shivering at the end. And, uh, and I was just like, that's one of those. I wanted to like high five myself. I was so happy. That's
1: you know? I, I'd love was- to have been a, a fly in a room for that because that uh, Vlad is such a nice dude. And 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 like you said, he's, he's stoic. He's got his own thing and he was he was such a great guest on the show and and i, I can just picture him sitting there talking to you like that this <laughs> is amazing
2: he's just looking at me and he goes
1: so when did you
2: turn the thermostat? <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, that was one of those things, like I wasn't ever going to talk about or say anything about or whatever. Um, and, uh, and then I went out to dinner, um, afterwards with, um, a couple friends I had invited, uh, that live in Myrtle beach, uh, a long time, of uh, friends of mine that retired and moved down there. And uh, he goes, man, he goes, that was great. He goes, you had people shivering near the end. It was so cold. I go, yeah, I kind of heard that. He goes, he goes, my wife, she goes, yeah, it's kind of cold in here. And he goes, well, do you think it was cold in the waters of the icy? Atlantic? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's, ex-. I'm like, that's exactly what, I you know, that's that, you know, and I was just happy with that because um, that was an example of something that I had put together um, that, that I want an all immersive experience. I want you to experience things visually Um, I want you to, you know, we do some chanting and singing in the show. I want you to to be very auditory. I want you to hear different things. I want you to, to smell things. I want you to have this experience on many different levels. And when you layer that together, then it's this fully immersive experience. And for my creative process, um, Paul told me. I, I think Paul Knofsinger, when he was on your show, I think he may have mentioned um, that he had saw this uh, really strange documentary on drugs, and uh, he decided that after seeing it, he was going to watch all of his documentaries that way. And um, mm-hmm. and I was like, <laughs> good way, to, good way to do it. Right, right. And I and I said, well, well that's what I do in my creative process. Is. Um, I I, whatever it is I'm working on. So, you know, I'm I'm working on. um, Let me think what I'm working on right now. So I so I have a project that I'm working on currently, um, and it involves a uh, the world's most shuffled deck of cards. Um, It's a it's a a deck of cards uh, that has been shuffled more than any other deck of cards uh, in existence. Um, and I can prove it uh, because I dated the deck of what it is. And you can kind of tell by the cars that they, I believe they've been shuffled over 10,000 times. When I used to perform on the wow. streets for a dollar, I would let you shuffle it and add your name to the deck. And uh, so, anyway. Um, I was always fascinated with the concept of the second whatever, you know, whether, or he's like, I got the, the world's fastest, this, or, you know, the world's most rarest coin. Well, I've got the, you know, the second best one of that, or the third best. And um, so what I do with whatever that particular thing is, is, is I do different things to it. So um, for example, I might give it steroids. So if I have a project I'm working on with, I don't know. We'll, we'll just say coins. Uh, I might give it steroids and it's just using, you know, regular size coins. Maybe I'll use jumbo coins instead. Right. right. What does that what does that look like with jumbo coins instead of small ones? Um, I had a routine that I, I wanted to do uh, for the uh, up at the uh, Georgia Mountain Fairgrounds uh, for their um, Georgia State Fair. Little MC bit, uh, but they were going to give me five minutes, and I wanted to do something that was very visual. And um, I had a routine that I I thought, well, you know, what routine do I do that I really really like? That it's very interactive, and it's a routine using a mouse. Uh, it, it was a card trick. This was, oh, this was about ten years ago. It was a routine using a, a deck of cards and um, I had a little mouse trap. And we would go through and pick a card, and then I would take the different cards and hold them over the mouse trap, and eventually the mouse trap would catch the card. Well. What I did is, you know, I gave those. I gave that 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 routine steroids in my mind as I was creating it, and now I use a jumbo deck of cards and a rat trap instead of a mouse trap, so it's much larger. Um, maybe I maybe I have a routine that I use a shrink ray, and now instead of using that, I have miniatures of that, and I use it for close up. Um, maybe I maybe I do give it drugs. What would this routine look like if I was on acid? And you know, <laughs> so instead of it and. <laughs> Instead of it, you know, and instead of it being a blue deck of cards, these cards might be made out of baloney um, or, or what, you know, whatever it is. You know, <laughs> what, what can I do to morph it and change it um, in the things that I know into something different? And and that's how I begin my creative process. For What I do. I first of all, visualize how I want it to be. What do I want this Titanic show to look like? How do I want it to feel? How do I want the energy and what is the experience I want them to have? And now when I look at those individual pieces of that puzzle, which are the individual acts in a play, or in my case, the individual routines in my show, structure. what are those pieces going to look like and how are they going to be different um, because nobody wants to eat a meal that is all full of bologna. They want to have some variety. We want to have some fruit. We want to have a little salad, a little soup, a little sweet, a little salty, a little hot, a little cold. We want to have these different textures as Eugene Berger used to say in the program. And when I put it together, I want to have these different experiences. We're going to have some routine that are kind of very long we're gonna have some that are really short we're gonna have some that are really quiet and kind of kind of personal and then we're gonna have some that are really loud and obnoxious and uh we're gonna have some that are frightening this is very scary and then we're gonna have some that are just downright silly and just kind of fun and goofy so we're gonna have these different types of experiences in it um much like a good song I'd start off slow and build to a crescendo and have this great guitar solo or solo piece in the middle as a highlight. and You know, maybe end on the off note or maybe end suddenly or maybe kind of a fading end. You know, whatever it is, we're going to w- – I want to structure it and have those different layers and those different experiences take place in my program.
3: Yeah, Well, that's what I think makes – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you, but good. I was going to say that that's what makes – your uh your performance is so good is the the attention to detail is absolutely amazing right and uh i i really feel that uh for everybody who is listening right now if you have not seen um uh, as we like to call him on the show 8e55c75 (laughs) um or or mr uh mr powers here um you you have to you have to see him you have to see him live now um this come, I know, I know this year is wonky. You've, you've, you, you're doing your recovery thing. And I, 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 I appreciate that. Uh, anything that you could tell us about the possibility of a, uh, the, the next performances that you might be able to be doing. Uh, ha- have, have you got anything lined up? Uh, Cause I'd like to let everybody know before. Yeah. The, like,
1: like put out, put out your like uh, your URLs and stuff, you know, everything that the people can find you as well. That way, you know, in case you do have stuff out there, people want to see that they can come out. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. You can find me at, uh, paranormal com. Uh, simple enough. Um, I've got, um, uh, new websites going to be coming up. That's really what I've been working on this now, obviously, um, with so much quarantining and isolation going on right now and, uh, you know, social distancing, um, people still are not uh, more so than recently, but nothing like the past, um, are going out and going to those events. So, uh, right now, there are no public shows um, that are planned. I actually um, originally had planned on taking 2020 off. Uh, one of my friends said that was an incredible pr- prediction um, because um, every year you can find me at East Coast Spirit Sessions at the uh, in January. It's uh, kind of an invitation only. Uh, but there is usually one show open to the public that they'll sell tickets for um, where seance workers, mentalists, magicians, um, storytellers, bizarre performers, um, cultists, uh, and so on will we'll gather once a year, share ideas, per, uh, share wares. Uh, and really more of a, almost like a homecoming, a family. It's more like a family picnic of weirdos than what it is, a, uh, a trade show or a convention, um, although it has all those elements to it as well. Uh, but I've been fortunate enough to meet some of the, the most fantastic people there. And that usually takes place every January, uh, every um, March uh, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Wow, I'm sorry. Pigeon Forge actually now. Uh, The Winter Carnival of Magic, uh, one of the oldest and most popular uh, magician conferences that's been going on for, oh, what is the year now? 50, well, no, not 50, 40. It's in the X's and V's. There's a bunch of uh, them. 47, 48 years now uh, that's been going on continuously. It'll be obviously kind of a question whether it will continue this next year. Uh, But I've been in charge of the the contest for both close-up and stage there. Uh, over the past uh, 13 years, I did not this year. I took 2020 off uh, from all conventions. Um, I was asked to go to Bazaar Hauntings, which is another one, uh, Scarefest. There's uh, there was a thing up in uh, Quesad- uh, uh, Lake Quesadilla, um, up near uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, there's uh, with my good friend Sebastian, there, there was a lot of things that were on the table uh, for 2020, and I, I took all those off. Um, I, I decided that 2020 was going to be a year of focus for me. And, and instead of and, and you know, those events cost me money. Um, I don't get paid to go to those. I participate. I work. I uh, I, I grind on those. And, and it's a, it's a labor of love. Uh, East Coast is uh, kind of reciprocal because I get an opportunity to, to learn and hang out with, with so many friends. Uh, the. Um, Winter Carnival Magic is my contribution to giving back to magic and encouraging kids who are competing and, um, nice. and Very cool. contests um, out there and, um, and and working behind the scenes and helping and, and, and picking up pizzas and driving around to get bags of ice or whatever I've got to do. And, uh, you know, buy glue at the last minute and do whatever I can to, to, to help work that convention. And I, and I do that every year. And then usually I go to another convention on my own. Um, just to, you know, go and have fun for a weekend or whatever, and or a, or a trade show here. And I said, you know, in the year 2020, not doing any of that. I'm going to, you know, I t- turned down everybody. I just gave everybody advance notice. not going to go this year. I'm going to take the year off. I'm going to focus on me. And I had a, a large project plan where I was actually going to go to Europe for a month. Um, you know, the first part of that sounds like, man, you were really ahead of the time and saw this coming. <laughs> you really can see the future. And yeah, I, 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 I missed possibly my last chance to go to a magic convention probably where there's real people. And um, and, and yeah, no. And, and but I knew that um, and all the money I saved to go to Europe and all that. Well, you know, hey, I'm glad I had that because it kind of got me through some tough times this year. as This year has been uh, sure it's been pretty tough. Um, I did not want to do any of the virtual shows. Um, and, and and not that there's anything wrong with it or whatever. There's some guys that are doing just some amazing things and and it's definitely in demand and it's kind of interesting. Um, I did do one, it was the world's largest seance. I mentioned that earlier, um, through zoom and I decided that, uh, with what they were doing and what they were trying to accomplish, um, and, and I'm a huge Poe fan and, um, I decided that that would be my, my one kind of contribution for the year 2020 in a public forum. Uh, would be that one particular thing. Uh, I've been in a couple of um, uh, movies um, uh, as a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> nice. and, uh, the, um, there's been some delays in the production. We thought it was going to be released. I was surprised the uh, virus again this year put that on hold. Uh, so they're in a uh, – I think there's they've finished – I don't think they've quite finished up wrapping, filming, but, but what they need to film is kind of inconsequential. It's just some little pieces they need to fill in and uh it's called home by sunday it's a fantastic and um i believe my character is uh old dirty man if i remember right um, <laughs> odm odm and i'm not the main killer in the movie um, i'm just one of many uh, but mine i think is the best i and uh um my catchphrase is welcome to the smokehouse bitches and uh it it. was filmed right here in the north georgia mountains it's going to be fan. i mean it really is fantastic dale and and Bill and all the guys over at Try Ron Pictures—they've—they've they've got a lot of movies coming out, and they, there's some great stuff with that. And I was just on another uh, uh, filming project with them, uh, kind of a, as a as an extra, uh, but just as kind of a little catch scene. So uh, I, I've done some uh, some filming. So you know, 2021, I'm sure some of that stuff will work. And but what was interesting to me is that um, something that I'll be uh, highlighting and featuring here soon. I was going to and obviously getting sidelined with pneumonia um, after, you know, getting to a point I'm recovered from my knee surgery. Yay. Now I'm down. I think I have Corona. Oh, no, I've got, you know, uh, pneumonia. I'm going to be down and out. So kind of, you know, definitely slowed up uh, something I was working on. And that is um, I I, I do readings for people. I've done readings for years, uh, palm reading, uh, dream interpretation. And, of course, the most popularly requested, the Tarot. And um, I've done that over uh, over Instagram messaging. I've done it over uh, Facebook messaging. I've uh, text messaging. I've done I've done readings over email before and I've done them over, uh, you know, private video calls. And I, I kind of made me realize I've done, you know, remote readings for people. I've done that for a long time. Uh, not just over a phone where you call somebody and they're a stranger, you've never met them. I've read for these people in in person. I've got several regular clients that I read for um, and uh, I do those card readings. And that's one thing that really kind of focusing on and and promoting for the rest of uh, 2020. And you can reach me at, uh, again, paranormalmagician.com. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Zeke Powers, Paranormal Magician. I've got a page there. Um, And I believe on, on Twitter and Instagram, I believe it's Mr. Zeke Powers, um, you can find me on those and look me up and give me a follow, give me a like, um, and uh, if you sign up for my newsletter, um, I will I will give you a free card reading. It's a single card reading on your birthday. All you I don't need to know the year.
1: That's um, awesome. You,
2: you know, uh, just just sign up, just send me a, sign up for the newsletter. You can send me an email anywhere, um, Zekepowers Powers at gmail dot com, and just tell me you want to sign up for the uh, uh, newsletter. You'll get a newsletter approximately like. Maybe twice a year if I'm really cranking them out because um, everybody I sign up an email from, I get like five emails a day. And, um, I know I've got 20,000 plus unread messages in there cause I'm terrible.
0: <laughs> and, um, and,
2: and, and so you will only get like two emails a year from me. You'll get one at kind of like around the beginning of the year. And then you get one kind of about halfway through if I'm really on top of it. And that's it. You're not going to get any more than that. Uh, I'm not trying to, you know, if you want me, you know where I'm at. I don't need to email you every, every three days about the same things I emailed you about three days ago. Come on, and, man. And, and, and you can uh, get a free one-card reading on your birthday. Um, that morning I will get up. I will uh, say a, a blessing for you. I will shuffle the cards in your honor, and uh, we will pull one card out, and we'll see what, uh, uh, what the tarot has to say about you and your birthday. Um, and then, uh, of course, I do uh, and I call it remote visions, and that is where I do uh, card readings for you. Um, you just tell me uh, what, uh, what you would like. Uh, I have a a three, five and seven card spread Um, and you can get uh, the basic three card reading as a quick past, present and future. Kind of uh, what what has been in a previous life that you've dealt with, what lies in the future lies for you and kind of where you are today. Very brief and to the point. Uh, Some people have a particular issue that they're concerned about um, and they want to uh, dig a little bit deeper. Uh, We do a, a five card reading on that. Where we take a look at you, we take a look at uh, what's been happening, what's uh, kind of what's happening soon, and what are some of the optional paths that you can choose to to go to, and then uh, the traditional and the full Dewey cross. It's a seven-card reading uh, where we look at everything uh, from health and finance to uh, sex and um, your uh, future. So very, cool. Uh, so 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 you've got uh, a couple of different options there. And I will always make it clear. You'll never see any information about me anywhere that I have put out uh, where I use the term psychic, um, and it's not, And they're like, "Oh, you're such a psychic," and um, you can call me that, but I would never call me that. Ah, uh, because I believe you're a psychic as well as I'm a psychic. I think everybody's a psychic. It's kind of like I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, she's a pepper.
1: <laughs> a pepper too. Don't, um, don't I, age yourself. I, I, I feel I feel
2: like we all have that gift, um, and it's kind of like you know, it's not like you see somebody writing a note and you go, "Hey, man, you're a writer." Dude, that's awesome. You can write. I can write too. like it's just a skill that is available to you. And if you spend any time at all, you can develop it and you can learn that and you can have that as well. Now, unfortunately, there's some people who write better than others or some people who can sing better than others. And there's some people who are more gifted than others. That's just kind of how life is. Um, but like everything else, you can work at it and you can develop it. Uh, but some people are, unfortunately they're naturally born with it. They don't have to work as hard and they have that gift. And some people shun that gift and push it aside and some people embrace it and, I just encourage you to embrace all of your gifts, whatever they are. But I don't use that label. Um, I I provide intuitive readings. I give you a reading based on the intuition that I have about the card and about you and the interpretation of that card. And I'm not an advisor. I don't give vice advice. I don't, I don't give advice to people. I believe that that name in itself tells you that if I'm giving you advice, I'm doing nothing but adding a advice to you. I don't think it's fair for me to tell you what you should do. I think what's important is I present you with the information, and then it's up to you to decide what course or what
3: path you should take. Well, I yeah. think this is amazing. This has been an amazing honor speaking with you yeah, today. Yeah. It's been a great interview. Uh, I think – I, am I'm, 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 you know, hoping you're, you're back up and running as soon as you can. I know, like I said, I know it's, uh, it's been a, a lot of tough on the uh, recovery and stuff like that, but I, I, definitely, I think, uh, Wayne and I both, we want to thank you so much yes, yes, thank for you. taking the time today to, to speak with us and speak to everybody listening. And, uh, I, I just appreciate what you do. And, uh, I, I think, uh, I think the world of it. Yeah, for sure.
2: Oh, uh, that, that means so much. It's uh, it's been my honor. You guys are absolutely awesome. And uh, thanks, buddy. There's a little. I always like to throw a little surprise there. A little unknown fact. Most people don't know about me. Never heard this before. But um, <sighs> all all of my ex wives actually have the same name. Wow. Weird. Yeah, yeah plaintiff. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man you got us dude you guys good that was fucking great that was nice oh well, i nice. guess
2: uh, i guess that means our time is history and well guys tomorrow is just a mystery uh, go absolutely. up there and explore
1: absolutely, absolutely. well zeke thank you again so much for doing the show man we really appreciate you being on so again thank you so much zeke for joining us and uh you're always welcome back on the show anytime anytime at all um but Ladies and gentlemen, I was your host Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And remember to keep it, keep it, keep it, keep metal, it, metal, metal.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>